Good Tuesday morning. Time now for our community health update with the Milford COVID Volunteer Task Force. Milford Mayor Sean Strube taking the morning off. He's got some other things going down, but we do have infectious disease specialist Dr. Doug Mannion with us on this, I guess, pretty but chilly Tuesday morning. I'm brutally cold out there, Doug. I know. I know. Well, hi. Good morning, everybody. Hey, George. How are you doing? I'm doing a little bit better uh, day by day with this, uh, but not fast enough for me, Doug. I, I want to... I want to be better uh, now. Uh, doing my show with oxygen on and, you know, coughing in between uh, songs and sentences, not a lot of fun. Yeah, but it's, it's well, I, of course, I'm pulling for you. And if I can help in any way, let me know. But it, it just underscores the fact, you know, this is not the flu. This is pretty serious, very serious, in fact. And some people get a really bad dose of it. And it sounds like you have. And it can take weeks, months before people come back to speed. But but there will be full recovery for everyone, we believe. Well, that's good news. Uh, you know, I, I, uh, I talked about it for the first couple of days I came back. But then I just said, okay, let's get back into the flow. But I'm 19 days out of the hospital. I'm still doing oxygen uh, frequently. And I still uh, have uh, very much difficulty breathing. So, uh uh, you know, my, my speak is short and sweet here sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> it must be tough for you. <laughs> hey, it, it beats sitting home, okay? So I think you have some good news for us this morning, at least a little bit Almost better news. Almost uniformly good news. So the numbers continue to get better in terms of, of community transmission. My county of Pike County is down uh, to only uh, 280 cases mm-hmm. per 100,000 population in the last 14 days. So that's half as high maybe a, a quarter as high as it was as, at its worst it's still five times higher than we want it to be but it definitely is trending in the right direction and all of the pocono counties are doing much better pike is doing the best but all of them are in the same ballpark but orange county new york is at more than double that transmission rate which is a little worrisome and new york state is also at twice the transmission rate as pennsylvania so pennsylvania is doing by far the best amongst its neighboring um, uh, states, including New York, New Jersey, and I include Connecticut, um, where I was recently, where I moved from. But Connecticut is up 43% just in the last week. So this thing is not going away. It's it's great that in the winter, the cases, numbers are dropping, but we need to be vigilant. And certainly in the cold Northeastern states, there's now trends of increased transmission. So the vaccine is coming. This would be a really bad time to blow it. So social distance, wear your mask, wash your hands, you know, follow CDC recommendations in terms of indoor congregating, and we'll get through this. Uh, now, you mentioned vaccines. Uh, it changes every day. Uh, more folks are getting theirs. And the Johnson & Johnson one, uh, is it a go now? It's a go as of last Friday, I think, or maybe over the weekend. Uh, it's a simpler vaccine. It uses kind of the, the more traditional vaccine technology of taking a virus called adenovirus and then changing it a bit to deliver some of the elements of the of the COVID virus to give you immunity against COVID. It's a really, really good vaccine. I think it's as good as the other two that are out there. But the good news is it's only given as a single shot. So you don't need to come back for a second shot within three to four weeks with the other ones. It's easier and cheaper to produce. And a really good piece of good news from from um, piece of good news from just yesterday is that Merck, who's a big competitor of Johnson Johnson, has gotten into a manufacturing agreement with them, with Johnson Johnson, to produce the Johnson Johnson vaccine. So this is I, I've never seen this happen before. I think this is an amazing turn of events, and that's going to further increase the vaccine supply. So now the projection is that everyone should have access to vaccines by July whereas before it was November. So that's that's really good. And 1.82 million doses are being given every day now, 
which is which is way more than what we had predicted we'd be able to do at this point in time. So all of that is, I think, extremely good news. As far as vaccine numbers, as far as uh, the country, you said 1.8. That's a, on a daily basis? Correct. 1.8 million people are being dosed. Some of them their first dose, some of them their second dose. Uh, 77 million doses have been given. 100 million doses are have been distributed. And 26 million people are fully vaccinated with both doses. Uh, last week, uh, someone uh, missed part of the uh, of the program here, and uh, they had asked the question. Uh, I think I mentioned it to you before we went on. Is uh, people who have had COVID, uh, they just wanted some clarification. Uh, does it matter which vaccine they get when they can take it? And it's approximately 90 days after uh, you've had COVID. Correct. And and I don't. I mean, I, the numbers are slightly different if you look at the Johnson Johnson vaccine versus the. Uh, Moderna and Pfizer vaccines, I would take any vaccine uh, provided to me. Uh, and it doesn't really make any difference if you've had COVID before or not. Uh, all of the vaccines will work equally effectively. And there's good data actually showing that people who've had the virus before uh, respond well to the vaccines. Uh, Dr. Doug, how long do these vaccines last? How long uh, are they good for? So Moderna came out with data saying that they, they're projecting two years. Uh, you know, we'll we'll believe it when we see it, right? Because the vaccines haven't been around for two years. So these are all based on projections. But these do give very high levels of immunity uh, versus what you get with natural infection. So what they do is they vaccinate people and then they look at the at um, uh, the the time it takes for the virus, the antibodies to decline, and then they they project out how long they think people will be above the level of antibodies needed to protect. And now the projection, at least for the Moderna vaccine, is two years. No reason to think the other ones aren't similar. So uh, if this, if the virus remains the same, you may not need to get vaccinated more frequently than every couple of years, which is great. But as we know, the virus is changing. We have these mutants or, or viral strains that we're hearing about, and we're keeping a close eye on these because some of them are less susceptible to the vaccines than others. And there's one in Brazil that's growing called P1, which is especially worrisome that everyone's kind of keeping a close eye on now. Why do they do this? Why, why does that happen? So, so viruses are just, they're like tiny little animals, right? They're made of genetic material. And, and when they multiply, they make mistakes in terms of changing their, like replicating their genetic material. And those mistakes uh, cause mutations. And sometimes the mutations hurt the virus in terms of its ability to grow, but sometimes they help. And this type of virus has a lot of mutations, so there's a lot of opportunities for selection of, of mutations that actually are tougher to, to vaccinate against or they propagate, you know, they, they spread more rapidly. So that's just the nature of this type of virus. And this is going to be the future for us, by the way, that we will be talking about new strains for a very long time, just like we do on an annual basis with the flu. This, this virus mutates much more rapidly than the flu virus. All right. I guess we didn't want to know that, but we now know it. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. But we have the tools. But we have the tools. I mean, uh, the, the good news is that for flu and for this, we had the tools. So already Moderna, Pfizer, other vaccine makers are looking at slight modification of their vaccine so that they can provide boosters that have high levels, levels of activity against these strains. And, and it isn't like there's any strain that is completely resistant to all the vaccines. That's not the case. All right. Well, one, stupid, uh, one stupid question. Is there any way uh, for science to develop something to uh, screw up the mutation, to make it self-destructive? 
Well, so that's a great question. And uh, theoretically, yes, but it's been actually relatively difficult to achieve that. But if you look at the treatment of HIV, what they found with HIV, they don't have a vaccine for HIV, but what they found with HIV is that when they treated people with only one or two drugs, the virus would escape through mutation. But as soon as they used three or more drugs, that caused enough uh, pressure on the virus that the virus couldn't mutate and, and continue to be to cause the disease. And that's why HIV is now controlled. So the answer is yes. Okay. The question is, can we do that with vaccines versus therapies? And, and that's the goal. Interesting. We'll see. Right. I'm, I'm bullish. I mean, I tell you, the, 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 it, is a, it is a miracle of modern science that three vaccines have been developed in basically a year. I mean, that's never been done before. One has never been done that quickly. Three is unbelievable. And these are really good vaccines. So, so yeah, science is, is our friend here. Well, we're looking forward to uh, a better March. And hopefully yeah. uh, we'll get back to uh, some sense of, uh, maybe not normalcy, but where we were at the end of the summer, early fall, by the time we, uh, from last year, we get to uh, April and May. So let's. Uh, yeah. I, I tell people, give it a month. Let's let's go and get into spring. The weather will get warmer. Um, you know, the vaccines you know, are going to be much more prevalent in just a month from now. So I don't think Pennsylvania is looking at lifting restrictions anytime soon. Other states are. I think it's premature. I think another month or two, and and you know, we really are going to get this thing under control. And then you know, we'll be much more, uh, you know, living normally than we would otherwise. All right, Doctor Doug Mannion, thank you for joining me next week. Uh, hopefully, Sean will be able to join us as well with our community health update for a Tuesday, March 2nd, 2021. Thank goodness it's not February anymore, right? <laughs> Thanks, George, and feel better, buddy. Right. Have a great day, man. Thank you.